Hi, guys. So, um, so I have to be honest. When Jogu asked me to speak, the first thing that came through my mind was like, there's like a hundred more, way more qualified women to be speaking here than me today. But <laughs> by the grace of God, I am here. Um, and so I just pray that the message that he's given to me today will touch your hearts. Amen. And so um, bear with me because I have no idea if this is going to be like 10 minutes or like three hours. I don't know how this stuff works. I'm going to try to um, keep it straight to the point and not too long. All right. So uh, I originally wanted this message to be focused on moms, obviously, because it's Mother's Day. But um, as I was writing it and as God was talking to me, I felt very strongly that there are people in this room today that need to hear this in relation to their fathers as well. So I'm going to be talking about both um, in general. But for any moms that are in here, we don't have that many. I think my mom is the only mom in here right now. Oh, Caroline, you're a mom too. Carolyn, got it. So at the end, I'll have a little something special for the moms. Don't worry. So the title of uh, my sermon today is, Why is Honoring Our Parents a Necessary Part of Our Walk as Christians? Try to come up with something like clever and funny, but I got nothing, sorry. So this is what we're talking about today, okay? Um, And so before we go into it, I want to talk about what is honor, right? What does it mean to honor someone? And so the definition that I found from some random website that I forgot to cite here is that... um, to honor is to show esteem and respect to a person of distinction, okay? And so in Hebrew, it means to weigh. The word honor means to weigh or to make heavy. So in other words, if you had a scale, right, and you had um, the opinion of your friends on one side of the scale and the opinion of your parents on the other side of the scale, the side that has your parents' opinion on it would weigh more because you honor them, okay? Does that make sense? So... Um, Ephesians 6, 1 to 2 tells us, can we have that up there? Awesome. Um, Tell us, uh, wait, no, tells us, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. So we see here that honor in your, mo- your mother and your father is a commandment, right? It's not a suggestion. It's something that we're expected by God to do. So if we don't do it, we are committing a sin. That's what the Bible tells us, right? And so I want to be really clear here about the difference between honor and obedience. They're not exactly the same thing. So obedience carries with it the idea of submission resulting from trust, and it implies falling under the authority of another person. So this individual is now responsible for you. So in the Bible, this usually refers to a child and a parent obedience, right? So although they're not the same thing, they do go hand in hand. So when you honor your parents, it's implied that you also obey them, right? But obedience in and of itself is not necessarily enough. Um, And we're going to talk more about that, and I'll explain what I mean. So um, a couple years ago, I preached here. I don't know if you guys remember. It's okay if you don't. I won't be offended. But um, I preached that in a live service about um, my favorite person in the whole entire Bible besides Jesus, and that's uh, Ruth. I'm kind of obsessed with her. I actually named my future daughter after her if it wasn't Hoochie in Portuguese. (laughs) Kind of ruined it for me. But so I wanted to speak um, a little bit Sorry, yes. Yeah, 
I wanted to speak a little bit about her again today because if there's anyone in the Bible who understands what the word honor and obedience means, I feel like it's her. And so I want to give you guys a little bit uh, a context, a little bit of context of the story. So I'm just going to summarize it really quickly. Okay, so um, the story actually starts with Naomi, not Ruth. Naomi um, is an Israelite woman. She lives in the the land of Judah, and she's married. Um, and her and her husband uh, face a famine in the land of Israel, right? In the land of Judah. And so they decide to travel to another place called Moab with their two sons in, in search of a better life. And so Moab is totally different than Israel, right? So in Israel, they worship God. They worship God as we know him. But in Moab, they worship a different God. Moabites and Israelites are kind of like enemies. They don't really like each other too much. And so they go over there and then eventually, um, the Bible tells us that her two sons grow up and they marry Moabite women. Okay. So their wives do not worship God as we know God, but the sons do. Okay. And so the sons, um, marry two women named Ruth and Orpah. And then the Bible doesn't really tell us what happens except for a series of unfortunate events. Naomi loses her husband. Then she loses her two sons. We don't know why. But so Naomi is now left with her two daughters-in-law. Okay. So it's just the three of them. And so Naomi decides she's going to go back home um, to Israel because there's really nothing left for her in Moab. Right. So she tells her daughters-in-law, daughter-in-law's daughters-in-law, I think that's right daughters-in-law. So she tells them, go back to your families. There's nothing left for you here. There's no reason for you to stay with me. And at first they kind of fight her off and they're like, no, we will stay with you. We, we need to take care of you. You know, we married into your family. It's the right thing to do. But then um, Orpa eventually just gives in and she's like, all right, maybe you're right. I'm just going to go home. <laughs> I'm just going to go live my life. But Ruth, though, this is what Ruth says. I want to pull up uh, Ruth. 1, 14 to 17. And so it says, At this they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave uh, to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Pretty intense. I don't know how many married women in this room would say that they'd do the same thing for their mother-in-laws. Just saying. I mean, that's that's pretty um, admirable. And so this brings me to my first point, which is when you honor the authorities that God has placed over your life, you are directly honoring him. Okay, and so um, after Ruth goes back to Naomi's land and she she decides that she's going to like give her life to take care of this woman because she feels that that is her calling. That's what she's supposed to do. Right. And so um, the crazy part in all of this is that Ruth doesn't even know God. Right. She grew up worshiping a different God. And so um, eventually the story goes on to end with Ruth remarrying, and she remarries um, with a relative of Naomi. His name's Boaz. And so they end up having a child named Obed, who becomes the grandfather of King David, 
which means that Ruth is actually an ancestor of Jesus himself. So talk about being honored by God, right? Um, I feel like what's so amazing to me about this story is that God could have chosen someone who, who already knew who he was to do this, right? But instead, he chose someone who didn't know him simply because of her character, right? I think Ruth's character spoke way louder than any of her words, any of that her words ever could. And um, I feel like there are a lot of Christians out there who like, they walk the Christian walk, right? Walk the Christian talk, but so many lack character. And I think that um, one of the ways that I see this often is in the way that Christians honor and respect their parents. Um, If you do not honor and respect your parents, then God does not honor that. And so um, we live in a society that, to me, I think is probably the least respectful towards our elders out there, right? So for people that grew up in Brazil here or uh, went to Brazil many times, you guys know, like, if you didn't say Bensa Chia, Bensa Va growing up, like, when they walked into the room, there's going to be trouble, right? <laughs> um, and that's because honor is a really important part of many cultures, And um, I'm not a parent yet, so I don't know what it's like to be disrespected by your kid, by your own kid. Hopefully I never will. Uh, But I am a third grade teacher. So I know what it's like to be disrespected by 10-year-olds on a daily basis. 18 to be exact, 18 10-year-olds. And let me tell you, it takes like every ounce of God-given patience that I have to not like find a random Chanel and just like... So, like, true story. I even, I had a kid in my class named Hamadou. He was the worst kid in the entire school to the point where he was nicknamed um, Hamadou nothing but make everyone's life miserable. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So um, just to give you guys an idea of, yeah, my life. So, um, but I know that my job as a teacher, it goes beyond teaching reading and teaching math, right? I think the greatest goal that I have as a teacher every day is teaching my kids what respect and honor is because I want them to grow up to be respectful and honorable people. And I believe that God wants to do the same thing with us. I believe that he teaches us how to honor our parents so that in turn we can learn how to honor him. And so when you honor your parents, you are directly honoring God and he will honor you for that. So I want to go to my second point and that is by honoring parents who don't honor God, you have the opportunity to show them who he is. Um, I grew up in a household where I have a mom who's a Christian I have a dad who's not a Christian. And so um, growing up, it created for some confusing, complicated situations for me. My sister can probably back me up on this. Um, When you have one parent telling you what the right thing to do is or that this is okay, and you have another one telling you that this is not okay, um, you kind of have to make these sort of decisions for yourself, right? Um, and so that was difficult for me. And as I grew in my walk with God, I started trying to convince my dad of the things that I thought he should do and the things that I thought he should believe in. Um, but it took me a long time to understand that God was not holding me responsible for my dad's actions. He was holding me responsible for my reactions to his actions. And so... 
um, you know, our reactions to our mothers and fathers' actions play a huge role in how we honor them, right? And so I want to ask you guys, are you reacting to your parents' actions with kindness, humility, and grace? Are you analyzing the kind of example that you're setting for your friends in the way you honor your parents? How do you talk to your parents in front of your friends? How do you react when they ask you to do something for them? And as I got older, that's what I started choosing to focus on, right? Rather than trying to change my dad, I chose to change my attitude and the way that I would react to difficult situations in my life in front of him, knowing that I was setting an example of who God was in my life through my, my reactions to things. And it's amazing how God chose to honor me in that because I'll never forget my dad saying to me, your faith is an example that I look up to. And I never, ever would have thought that I could have that kind of impact on my dad. I think a lot of times we depend on our parents to be the ones to impact us, right? And we forget the kind of impact that we can have on them too. Um, And that a lot of times I think also we're focused on the people inside and outside of our church and we forget um, about the impact that we're having in our home. And so maybe you don't relate to me in the sense that you grew up with a parent that isn't saved, but maybe... um, Maybe your parents haven't had a radical transformation, right? Maybe they haven't um, truly experienced God's presence in their life. And I just want to say today that God wants to use you to show them what that looks like in your own life. And it all starts with the way that you choose to honor them. Okay. My third point. The way you choose to honor your parents is a reflection of the way that your future children will honor you. Um, I have a really close friend, and she has a very interesting um, story um, in regards to her relationship with her mom, and a very difficult story. So um, this is a friend that I grew up with, and her, her mom is a drug addict, and so when she was a little girl... Her mom actually lost her, lost custody of her, and she had to go into foster care, live with a foster family. And um, I would just always hear of all these situations happening. She eventually got her back. Um, There was another point where her mom decided to move to another state. Um, I won't really go into details why, but I can just say that it wasn't a very good reason why, and she left her daughter behind. And so she actually came to live with me and my parents for a few months. Um... And I would always be observing and listening to the conversations she would have with her mom over the phone. And she would talk to her every single day. And I would always notice how she spoke to her with such kindness, with such grace, such patience all the time. And I didn't understand it. It was like, it blew my mind. And I I asked her one day a really difficult question. I said, have you ever wanted to give up on your relationship with your mom? And then she said, never, because I have faith in God's plan for her life and mine. And the craziest part of all this is that she's not a Christian. Yeah. Um, But she understood still somehow the importance of honoring her mother and how she believed that that would one day change her life 
And I believe that it will as well. And so when she said that to me, the only thing that I could think of saying was, I know and I believe that your future children are going to honor you because of what you've done to honor your mom. Um, and so Luke 17, three to four says, watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, uh, and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. I think we can, um, use mother and father interchangeably in this verse, right? And so I want to ask you guys, have you forgiven your parents for the mistakes that they've made in raising you? Do you show them grace, right? Parents are not perfect. I think that a lot of times um, as kids, we look at them as superheroes, right? We look at them as people who can do no wrong. But as we get older, we start to understand and see that they're human beings just like anybody else. And so I want to ask, are you allowing their mistakes to affect the way that you honor them today? Remember that when you have children of your own, you're going to need their grace also. And so what I've said here today about honor has been from the perspective of a daughter, right? But I wanted to end today talking about what honor looks like from the perspective of a mom. And so uh, one very wise lady, amazing lady that I think most of you guys here know, gave me the idea to ask mothers what honor looks like. That's Jay Davis. She's sitting in the back over there. She asked me the idea to ask some mothers what honor looks like to them. Okay, so I want to share some of the answers with you. I had to translate them from Portuguese, so bear with me if they sound a little bit off. All right, so honor to me means respect, care, patience, and unconditional love for my children. I sow these things into them so that one day I can reap them back. Honor means teaching them obedience so that one day they can look back and see that the way that I taught them was with love and to prepare them to be the best version of themselves in order for God to be glorified through their lives. When they respect me and go to church, it was probably my mom. (laughs) Being honored by them is being loved by them. I hope that my strengths as a mom would be remembered more than the times I've annoyed them. That they would look at me and not just see a mom who makes mistakes, but that they would understand that I'm giving them my best and trying every day to be a mother after God's heart. That through my love, they would understand the love that God has for them. I feel honored by my son when I see him becoming a better person than I am. When I see him going beyond the things that I've taught him. My daughter's still really young, but I'm teaching her what it means to be obedient. And as small as she is, she understands when I'm calling her attention towards something she's doing wrong. She looks at me with her eyes shining and her little smirk, and through it I can see her saying, Mommy, I love you. It's a really gratifying feeling that only mothers can truly understand. Being honored by my children is the greatest gift. I already know that everything I do is worth it, but receiving just a small act of affection from them confirms in my mind and heart that none of the work I do as a mother is in vain. Everything we do, um, everything we do will turn into fruit. Certainly, honor has to do with respect, being remembered, being given importance, but truly the way I feel honored through my children is witnessing the love they have for Jesus and the word of God. When I hear them preach, when I learn from them, I feel honored 
by him. Amen. Um, I want to take this time um, now to spend in prayer, and I want to invite families to sit together. I don't know if maybe you have a sibling here or even a spouse. If you're not sitting together, I just invite you to do so. And there are some very specific things that I want to pray for this morning. I want to pray for wisdom for mothers to teach their children how to honor and obey them. And I want to prophecy over future mothers and fathers that we will raise a generation that honors the Lord in everything that they do. I want to pray for sons and daughters to be joyfully obedient to their parents in a way that's pleasing to God. And I want to pray specifically for healing for sons and daughters who struggle in their relationships with their parents and for strength for sons and daughters to forgive parents for the mistakes that they've made. Amen. So I want to give you guys a few minutes to pray together. Let's just really, let's prophecy over this place because the future generations that are to come, it's a little scary when you think about it, right? The generations that we see right now in this world, it seems like honor is becoming a thing of the past. It, become, it, it feels like respect for your elders is becoming a thing of the past. But we as people of God are called to continue teaching this in a way that we will raise a generation that's going to continue to honor God and show who he is through that. Amen? So let's spend some time praying together for these things. Father God, we thank you so much for this moment, Lord, where we're able to um, study your words, God, and we want to apply these words to our life. I pray over every single family that's represented in this place here today, Lord, the families that aren't here today, God. I pray over these specific prayers that we put before you. I pray over mothers in this place right now, Lord God. I thank you so much for their lives, Lord. Moms, there's nobody like them in this world. They're such a special creation by you, Father. And so we bless them right now in Jesus' name. We bless them. We pray for continued strength for our mothers, Lord God, that you would fill them with the peace that comes from you as they parent their children, Lord, that all guilt, all anxiety, all fears that they may have inside of them would be gone in Jesus' name, that they would just rely on you, Lord God, for strength in every decision that they have to make lord i pray for their children father for the children of this church that we would be able to joyfully obey our parents lord god that we would be able to um to listen intently to the things that they have to say to us that the wisdom that they have to impart on us father would just fill us and that we would be able to pass it on to the next generations lord i pray for the future mothers in this place for the future fathers in this place lord god that you would be filling us lord with the wisdom as well that comes from you that we would be able to surround ourselves with people who are anointed father who are are filled with um, the experience that we need, Lord, for mentors. I pray for mentors to rise up in this place, Lord God, for discipleship to happen here, God. I pray that um, we would be a generation that teaches our children what honor and obedience is because, Lord, with you, we know, Father, that that does not have to die. With you, God, we know that it will continue as long as you allow us for it to continue, God. And specifically right now, Lord, I want to pray for the people in this room who are struggling in their 
their relationships with their parents. Maybe they don't have a relationship with their parents, Lord. I pray, Father, for restoration, God. I pray for healing in this place, Lord. I pray for healing inside of our hearts, Lord, that we would be able to throw the sins and the mistakes of our parents in the sea of forgetfulness just as you have done for us Lord God that you would allow us Lord to show them the grace that you have shown to us each and every single day Father when you died on that cross you died for all of us just the same Lord and so I pray Father that this would be a morning where chains are broken over families Lord that we would be able to leave this place and hug each other differently Lord I pray that we would be able to say I love you to each other Lord God that we would be able to appreciate the hard work that our parents have sown into our lives God and that they would see the fruits of their labor in our lives Jesus and so I thank you so much for this moment that you have given to us God we give you all the glory all of the honor Father and we pray that the mothers in this place would feel honored by us today that they would feel honored by you today, God. And more importantly, Father, that you would just continue teaching us how to honor you, Lord. Because if we honor you, we know that everything else will fall into place. And so I just thank you for who you are in our lives, Lord, for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.